Steve! Steve! Come to my study this instant! Yes, Master. Is it time for my afternoon beating? You wish. Look upon the rug. What is that? It looks like a poopy. It is a poopy! A large, steaming poopy! Well, good for you, Master. I know you are backed up a little. You must feel so much better. It's not mine. I told you I've got pooping on the floor under control. Well, don't look at me. I'm a clean boy. Oh, I know who it is. Did one of the villagers escape from the dungeon and make a poopy? No, it's my pet werewolf, Lon. I'll get him. Lon, come here, boy. Pet? We agreed at the last roommate meeting no pets in the castle. Good boy, Lon. But Master, I found him all alone on the moors, eating a little boy. He was all alone and pathetic. Can't we keep him? I promise to feed him and clean up after him. Show some compassion, it's Halloween! Oh, very well. He is kind of adorable, chewing on that leg. Mm. But first thing in the morning, we're going to the vet, and he's getting his shots. Oh, hooray, master! And then he's getting neutered! <laughs> he will spell. Telegram, Wolfbane. Oh, I'm sick of the whole thing. I'm gonna get out of here. Blah, my homie, it's me again, and welcome to late seeding Halloween edition. I am the Count, and this is my other guy. Um, are we life partners? What are we? We are. We're, we're... It's kind of a situational ship. Right, right, yeah. and here. No is expectations. My good friend. Steve! Yes. And on this spooky show, we are going to review one of the most spookiest movies that has ever been made by anybody ever. Isn't that right, Steve? Oh, oh, oh I think so, Master, yes. Oh, oh, so scary. Oh, I hope the people at home have put on their adult diapers before they watch That's this movie. That's right. You don't want urine going all no. over the place just because you listen to a podcast, yes. do you? Oh, it's going to be so scary you have it splaying all over the wall. All on the carpet, everywhere. So unless you're listening for, to a podcast from Germany, you know, because they do things a little differently, I think don't they? That's a little stereotypical, but I, I, I can't Not say. Not from where I'm sitting. I, I stay up very early in the morning, just going through, you, you know, finding videos, sure. and it's, oh, yeah. they, it's like, well, be careful. I've, and here comes some pee, and I, then all the comments are in German, and since I, I know have, German. I, I have seen your browser history, Master. You left your I laptop open last week. I see the word Wunderbar. Yeah, Wunderbar. Oh, 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 they like it. Wunderbar. Yeah, that means that's they like right. it. That's right. That means they like it a it lot, even if the guy is, like, peeing on the baby carriage. It's oh. like, oh, but this is, we've gotten off topic. Yes. Um, we're the, talking the about movie. spooky movies that make you pee and you don't want pee no. everywhere. So put on your diapers. Yes. That's that's good. Yes. That's that's right. Get some popcorn. Some good popcorn. I dig it stuck in my fangs. I don't like it too much. No, you have to suck the teeth. Get the morsels out. That's right. Yeah. You love the popcorn and that's oh. all I hear is crunching yes. and sucking. I love it. I love to crunch and I love to suck. It's so good. <laughs> anyway... 
Yes, let's, let's get away from that topic. Me. Hey, what movie is so freaking scary that we've spent oh. 10 minutes talking about pee let's and popcorn? Me. Let me tell the people all the title of the movie because we're, okay. we're going to be reviewing for our first special Halloween spooky show. A classic film from the original Universal Horror series from mm. 1941. Holy crap, yes. is it about our entrance into World War II? That's pretty scary, kids. Now, it has nothing to do with that. Not really, no. But uh, it's the 1941 classic, <gasps> The Wolfman. Oh, kids, oh. you better be, oh, get down underneath your covers. Yeah. You make sure that you can pull them over your ears since this is an auditory medium. I was going to say eyes, but then what would that... Oh, do? it's theater you of the mind. You can't hide it by closing your eyes. That's right. The blood-soaked story of the wolf man. Is he man or is he wolf? He's a werewolf. I know, but I was... Why doing, did you even ask that question? He's doing a play you know, on words of the title, the wolf man. You have one as a pet. I, we did the thing at I the beginning. I know. I was doing a gag. You, you don't give me oh, anything. You give me nothing. That's a gag? You asked the question, is he a man or is he a wolf? Okay. Well, he's a werewolf. Okay, fine. I got Simple. something else. Ready for this? I got something else. Okay, go I got for it. Because I, I did a little prep for this one. Okay. You ready? I got it. Part wolf, part man, all cop. Okay, like, wait. Like, <clears throat> like Robocop, but it's the wolf man. Yeah, but he's not the cop. But that's... He, I don't remember him being a cop. But that's why Ralph it's Bellamy funny. Ralph Bellamy is a cop in the movie. But that's why it's funny. Why didn't you say part man, part wolf? All werewolf. That makes fun. That 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 makes sense. I don't think that's, that. I just don't think that works as well in terms of the humor. I don't think that's as solid of a joke. Okay, how about this? Okay, I'll do one. okay, I you go do ahead, one please. Now. Okay, okay, okay. In space, no one can hear you howl at the moon because you're a werewolf. That's a little clunky, and you're not referring to anything specific about what the do you film know from or the title. Clunky? Whatever, I'm a little clunky. Anyway, you want to do the tell the people who made the movie and... No, no. you've hurt my feelings. I'm... And besides, it's time for you to do trivia. Oh. And for me to take my elixir oh, yes. before our audience members kill okay. themselves. Okay, I'll take mine too. Clunk, so we talk... clunk, clunk. <laughs> Ah, that's uh, There. Now we won't bicker as much. Yeah, we now, now we love each other. Sure. What is the um? What is the trivia that you have to share about the Wolfman? I have I have a few items of Wolfman trivia. Um, oh, how delightful! <laughs> yes, gather around, children. I'll tell you all about. One the of Wolfman. them wouldn't happen to, to to be where this movie is set. Um, it's set in Universal Horror Europe. Somewhere. The magical European village. Out of There's time. British people yeah. and Romani and it's, Americans. And it's, yeah, exactly. People with obvious Cockney accents. Yep. And also, I guess, in continental Europe somewhere, sort of. I don't, I don't know. I don't, they don't tell us. They don't. And you know what? Who gives a shit? That's what I say. That's right. That's my answer if anybody ever asks me. Where's, That's right. Where's this movie set? Who gives a shit? Um, That's right. No one ever asked that about the Lion King, no, did they? No, what er- no. What era didn't. does this take place? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> just watch the just watch the talking animals. What and- country does Aladdin take place yeah. in? Yeah, shut the fuck up. That's what country it takes place in. Actually, I think it takes place in Agra. The same, the same country where I give a shit about what you think. I don't know why um, I'm asking these questions about Disney films. That's true, because I think the wolf, the Wolfman, should have been a Disney film. <laughs> when you howl upon a moon, oh look at you go! Yeah, 
Yeah, you, I want more. You know you'll be killing soon. Oh, wow, look at you. <laughs> it's like, whose line is it anyway? Only it's not as funny. I want to try now. Okay. I want to finish it. Go for it. Okay. When you howl upon a moon, your dreams are blood-soaked nightmares in which you've killed friends of yours. I like it. I'm not as good as It you. doesn't fit the meter, but it, it I mean, it, you know, it's it's relevant to the film. Okay. What what is the truth? Okay, so there's Give, give me, give me, give me. Um viewers who pay very close attention to this film might have noticed that there is a certain rhyme that is said in the film about 85,000 times. Oh, yeah, and that's something that goes like there was a guy from Nantucket whose dick was so long you he could suck it. Was that the one? No, that was I'm mishearing things that, again, Steve. That was the toast I gave at your wedding. No. Oh, that's right. Um, you brought the house I down. Did. Everybody loved it. Um no, it's even a man who is pure at heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolf bane blooms and the autumn moon is bright. And that rhyme is repeated several times in the film. And too many times right in a row. Three scenes in a row. <laughs> three scenes in a row. Somebody says that mm-hmm. right. Um, the last one, they should have turned to the audience and says, get it? You remember now, you fucks? <laughs> um, and, uh, and it's also repeated in every subsequent appearance of the Wolfman in the classic Universal Horror series. Although... Uh, when it's repeated in the in the subsequent films, they change that final phrase t- from uh, the autumn moon is bright to and the moon is full and bright. So he can become the Wolfman no matter what time of year it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we got to the 70s is when his jeans are super tight. Yeah, that's right. And that was the last. Yeah, they yeah. changed it for the disco version of the Wolfman. <laughs> the Wolfman. <laughs> that was called the Funky Wolfman. The Funky Wolfman. That's good. a good one. It's underrated, right. I think, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of people assumed when they saw the movie that that rhyme was an actual folk saying but it was it was invented by the writer of the film and in fact several of the popular werewolf tropes that we now associate with that monster were invented for this movie or were taken from another movie that was that was made several years before this um, that uh, is not nearly as well known uh, but is Werewolf, re- of, werewolf London. of London which is real, especially really cool in terms of like the makeup effects it's like a really you know, it's not nearly as good of a movie as this but it's really really cool if you're interested in like the makeup and the special effect um, yeah. and, and some of those things include the idea that being bitten by a werewolf is how you become one uh where right. werewolves needing to be killed by silver that was always a vampire thing before um yeah. now it's arguably even more associated in the popular consciousness with werewolves than it is with vampires um that's true and also werewolves being associated with pentagrams uh none of that stuff was part of actual like cultural lore or folk tales about that's werewolves. because there was so many legends about werewolves <laughs> There was like tons yeah, of them, and all, yeah. of, all of them were different. Yeah, so this this movie really is responsible for you know a lot of the at, le- at least in in the West, you know, in in and especially in the United States, um, for like the popular ideas of like what a werewolf is and you know that kind of thing. Right. Um, also, Larry Talbot slash the Wolfman is the only Universal monster to be portrayed by the same actor in every single one of his appearances in the classic he, Universal series. He needed the work. Yeah. <laughs> He's also uh, the only classic Universal monster not to get his own standalone sequel. There was no Wolfman 2. Um, all of his subsequent appearances were in team-up films, uh, which the first of the... And he was in the first Universal team-up film with uh, Frankenstein, yeah. Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman, which which came out a year right. and three months after this so but he never got his own standalone sequel 
Um, also, one last bit of trivia, and I think a lot of people who, who know about the history of the movie or the making of the movie know this. Um, one of the unfortunate stories from, from the production of the movie is Lon Chaney Jr. and uh, Evelyn Ankers, who played his romantic interest, uh, did not work well together. And, he was a drunk. and it was all Lon Chaney Jr.'s fault. Um, yeah, he was a drunk. Yeah. Well, what happened was... Say it. What happened was, specifically what happened was, uh, yeah, he, he, he was a drunk, and he got drunk on the studio lot one night and broke a bunch of shit. Like, he damaged studio property, and the, That's and right. the studio was so mad at him that they took away his dressing room and they gave it to Evelyn Anchors. And mm-hmm. because Lon Chaney Jr. was an adult who took responsibility for his actions, he blamed her for this <laughs> and held it against you mean her. He, because he was a white man in 1941? Exactly, exactly. He blamed the woman? He, he held it against her, and he antagonized her throughout the shooting of the film. And what his favorite prank to play on her was to wait until he got in full Wolfman makeup and then sneak up behind her and scare her as the Wolfman. Um, and he, oh, I thought it was him getting paid more. Than her <laughs> oh, that's oh, a lot of women got pranked by that. Mm. <laughs> they, Hollywood got a lot of people with that one. I have trivia. Please, I would love to hear it. So the fog that they used, the ground fog that they used in all of these sets, was a little toxic. Huh. And so in the scene where Evelyn has to fall down and faint, she's supposed to just lie there um, until the scene was over, and. Um, the fumes made her pass out for real, <gasps> and no one noticed that the female lead of the movie had disappeared until they started rearranging the set for lighting and for the for the plants. And then someone said, "Oh, she didn't get up because she's dying. She's dying." <laughs> we should probably pick her up, floor. I guess, huh? Uh, we gotta finish the movie, I suppose. And they picked her up, and then she revived, and she probably had far fewer brain cells than she did when she started. But you know, yeah, she's just a woman in Hollywood. I does, guess she's easy to forget. Does she have any scenes left? She does. Pick her up. Great, great. She's dead. Well, just jiggle her up and down. She only has one line just left. Jiggle which her up, Larry. Jiggle her up and down. Make her look alive or something. I don't know, Larry. <laughs> Is that all of it? That's everything you got? That's everything I got. Do I have to do the who made it? Um, I think you probably should. I mean, we've kind of established it at this point. Jeez, oh, all right. It's another one of those people that everybody did everything. It was directed by George Wagner. He did lots of movies. None of them are noteworthy. Produced by George Wagner. Same thing. Written by Kurt Siadmak. Siadmak? Siadmak or Siadmak, yeah. Okay. He's an author. Yeah, he wrote a lot of books. Mm-hmm. He wrote probably he wrote he wrote screenplays. Mm-hmm. He was in Germany when the Nazis took over, mm-hmm. and he fled. And he said he incorporated a lot of those feelings into this into this screenplay. That's great, right, Steve? Yeah. He took he took misery and made it art. Uh, yeah, that's what artists do, brother. Oh, I also have some more trivia <gasps> that I forgot. This movie was released two days after Pearl Harbor. It sure was, wasn't it? I get. I hope hope you were hope you're in the mood for a Wolfman movie, everybody. Mildred, I'm terrified of the future, and I don't know what's going to happen. Both of our sons have run off to enlist in in the war that we were firmly against like a week ago. <laughs> Let's go watch this movie called The Wolfman. I think it's about a guy who hunts wolves. That'll make me feel better. <laughs> Anyway, back to my part. Starring Lon Chaney Jr. as Lawrence, Larry Talbot, and the Wolfman. Thanks for giving that away in the opening credits, you dicks. (laughs) I wonder who's going to turn into a werewolf. 
I don't know. Maybe it's that sad, drunk-looking guy um, <laughs> that says that literally says Lon Chaney Jr. as the Wolfman. You know, Lon Chaney Jr. worked under a different name for a long time, didn't he, Steve? Um. Yes, he did. And the studios then said, "No, nah, just go as Lon Chaney Jr." <laughs> oh, well, then eventually they just started crediting him as Lon Chaney. Yeah. yeah, they did, but they wanted Lon Chaney Jr. in there, you know. And then he started getting work as Lon Chaney Jr. But by then he was already a drunk and living in his father's shadow that just seems to stretch to the horizon. No matter what direction he runs in, it's always there. And, and there's a reason, because Lon Chaney Sr. was a fucking genius. And so he kind of, he had to work through that. Right, Steve? Yeah, it didn't quite work out so well for Junior. No, no, he never made a good Frankenstein. Remember when he played Frankenstein? He played Frankenstein, and here's my favorite. He played Dracula. Did you see that one? Oh, that. Son of oh, Dracula. Look, Dracula's really let himself go. He, he, the movie was called Son of Dracula, but it turns out he was actually Dracula. And, uh, and he looked so like Lon cool. Chaney Jr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of half sleepy drunk on beer guy so um dracula's yeah, rock I mean, bottom if you want to see check out any movie after karloff said fuck you i'm not wearing that makeup anymore oh wait, there's more trivia this originally was going to be a karloff movie well, they want well, different script they wanted karloff for everything well of course because he can because he, he's good right um, but then that fell through. I don't think Karloff wanted to do another makeup movie. And so uh, then the, the script got dropped. None of the script was used for this. But originally, they wanted a Wolfman movie, and that was going to be it. Um, also, more trivia. Jeez, what are you doing, Steve? I, I picked <laughs> what I thought were the most interesting bits. I, <laughs> this is the first um, part of the Universal Monster series that's not based on something else. Yes, that's right. It's not a da- It's a completely original story. Yep. Right. So it's not adapted from Dracula or, or, or Frankenstein or, you know, the Invisible Man, Man was, was, was that and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It was all based on books. This one was made by producers who said, hey, how about a Wolfman? That'll be <laughs> Why cool. Why don't we just make it up? Then we don't have to license anything. Exactly. Guys, hello. How am I the first one to think of this? Also, Claude Rains is in it. <gasps> yes. I'm, doing, I'm going back. As Sir John Talbot, who looks so much like Lon Chaney Jr.'s father. <laughs> you don't think that they're a plausible father-son pairing? Unless the mother was Morgo the shop woman who can carry oxes, there is no way that those two are related. <laughs> That's the explanation, though, is that mom was like a, a, an Amazon. That's the only way it makes yeah, any exactly. sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You make snoo snoo with me. Oh, right away, madam, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> love slipping in my future Robin references. Also, you guys would know him from the Adventures of Robin Hood and Mr. Smith Goes to Washington and Notorious oh, and yes. Lawrence of Arabia and just tons of other movies. So good. Warren William is Dr. Lloyd. Lots of stuff. Ralph Bellamy is Colonel Paul Montford. You'll know him probably from Trading Places and Pretty Woman, but he was in a ton of shit. Oh, yes. Just so much. Maria O. Uspinskaya. Thank you, Maria. What Steve said, 
as Malev, Maleva. Maleva. The, this is their wording, the gypsy fortune teller. And she did a few things, but not a ton. Not a ton of stuff. She's a unique casting choice. Mm-hmm. She's Russian. Mm-hmm. That's not a fake accent she's doing. Oh, no. Evelyn, yeah, no, no. Evelyn Anchors is Gwen Conliff. Same deal, lots of stuff. Patrick Knowles is Frank Andrews. Lots of stuff. Bella Lugosi as Bella the Gypsy. Complete unknown. Have no idea who this What had he done is. before this? Yeah, this was like his big breakout role. Dracula. Oh, 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 that one. He, of course he wanted the part as the, as the lead. He, of course he wanted to be the Wolfman. And they went, haha, that's great. And then they gave him a tiny part <laughs> that they didn't even bother to change his name for. No. And his scant three and a half minutes in this movie are great. He's really good. He's, He's really, really good. good. I hate the way they treated him. But at least he got paid for it, right? I hope so. Yeah, it went right up his arm. Anyway, <laughs> I knew that was um, where you were going. I, I, <laughs> you, were, you even complimented him, and then you're like, hey, I it's bad happen, everybody. He, but you got to be honest with the, the, yes. the problems the guy That's had. Yes, absolutely. Right? So, uh, well, uh, yeah. J.M. Kerrigan is Charles Conley. Lots of stuff. Faye Helm is Jenny Williams. Lots of stuff. And Forrest Harvey is Twiddle. Lots of stuff. Cinematography by Joseph Valente, ASC. Lots of stuff. Edited by <laughs> J. Kent. Oh, boy. So much stuff. Distributed by Universal Pictures. Release date, December 12th, 1941. Running time, 70 blessed oh. minutes. Budget, $180,000. Adjusted for inflation, $3.1 million. There is no estimation on how much it made. Because it was a crazy time. We were getting ready to go to war, Steve. Yeah, the, the theater but owners I mean, weren't writing down how much money they were making. It stayed into the in, in the theaters until the next the next spring. So it was it was a hit. Yeah, well, obviously. People liked it. Oh, hey, that's, that's me. I'm done. All these people did lots of stuff. That's this great. <laughs> so you know what happens next. You and me must go into an unnamed country yeah. somewhere in, we'll call it Europe, Stan, where everybody speaks English. And we'll, we'll, we'll travel through the moors at night with all the fog and the spooky and gypsy women on carts coming up going, I, oh, I'm just, I'm hanging out. This is what I do. And you're like, oh, stay away from me, gypsy woman. Should I be saying gypsy this much, Steve? I don't think so. <laughs> well, okay, I'll try to switch to Romani. Do it say, yeah, say it like okay. that. Yeah, they were Romani people. Not, don't ignore what I said. Oh God, I said it too many times, Steve. <laughs> Look, most people I only get to know as I suck their blood out. I don't really care what they're named for. You're hundreds of years old, bastard. You don't have the same morality as people do today. That's correct. You don't care, don't and care. plus, you just don't care. Everybody's blood is red. There you go. <laughs> you see, you're egalitarian. That's right. That's right. I'm going to start a podcast. Anyway, what are we doing? Okay, right, we're in the moors. Oh, super spooky. Oh, I hope a wolfman doesn't oh. come and then turn into a dog and maybe bite me. No. <laughs> also, don't breathe in the fog too much. No, because it smells a little bit like acetone. And let's go to the world of the wolfman. Steve, uh-huh. take us away into the spooky movie. Ooh, I'm not going to do this voice the whole time, okay? Um, Neither am I. So, <laughs> so uh, the old Universal Pictures logo, how I love it. So the little airplane flying around the yeah. planet. Um, we're never landing, boss. <laughs> oh, no, we're stuck here. Just, how did we get into space? Also... 
consider how fucking huge that plane is. <laughs> Howard Hughes has finally made the mega plane. <laughs> like, did they build it in space? Stranded forever in orbit, two pilots will certainly die. But first, cannibalism. <laughs> and then we get the credits, and it's the you know classic old school movie credits, the title and the the, the opening theme and the names of the players and stuff. And then we dissolve. To was there a fun cartoon at the beginning of this, like in Frankenstein and, and Dracula, where it's like moving heads and googly eyes and stuff? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. No, no. because this movie is about 20 times better than it's, those. <laughs> <laughs> and then we dissolve to a bookshelf. And, Wait a minute. Uh-huh. Wait what? a minute. They need to tell us everybody that's in it and who they're playing. Oh, that's right. Yes, including Lon Chaney Jr. as the Wolfman. As the Wolfman. As the Wolfman. Thanks. Thanks, opening credit. Mystery solved. <laughs> Did you know that the original script for this was it was supposed to be a psychological thriller where we don't know if he's actually turning into a wolfman or yeah, not? Yeah, I think that was actually uh, Seed Mock's original script, wasn't it? That it was amb- ambiguous? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was supposed to be ambiguous. And then someone said, no one is going to go to a movie to see a man not turn into a werewolf. Right. Don't be stupid. You got to put him in not the makeup. Su- I want him hairy. I want him to have a fucked up nose. <laughs> I want him to be a wolf man. We want to see him transform. None of this psychological shit. Right. So, but then they tell us everybody who's in it, and then we cut to to a bookshelf. Right. And we see an arm pull a book off the shelf and it opens it to a particular page. Is it a creepy arm? Oh, I hope it's a creepy. It's a, got warts and it's all scary. <laughs> no, just, just a normal looking and then arm. It, he opens the book and oh, we see the crypt keeper. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, hello, kitties. <laughs> I've got a dog of a tale to tell you this week. <laughs> Who writes this script? I'm not saying that. I have range. <laughs> Why is it always puns? It doesn't have there are other kinds of humor. And then to make me laugh at my own puns? What kind of putz laughs at his own jokes all the time? They're going to think I'm a hack. <laughs> I'm an adamant skeleton, anyway. not some Borscht Belt comedian. I'm going to be in my trailer. <laughs> you work this fucking out in the script. <laughs> please, Mr. Keeper, please. Please, Mr. Keeper. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, no, they, op- they, they open to a, a page, and we get a definition of lycanthropy. Which is a... What's that? It's a psychological condition that makes you think that you are turning into a wolf. But we are also informed... Okay. We are also informed that there is a certain village where Talbot Castle is located... Where where people believe that you actually do turn into a wolf. Can I ask a question? Sure. When we see Talbot Castle, is it a castle it, or is it a manor? It looks more like just like like a night, yeah, like a manor, like a nice big house. It's a nice. So they're lying to us already. Yeah, or maybe it's Thanks. or maybe it's just local marketing. Everybody knows, like you know, it's not really a castle, right? Like they call it that because like it sounds it when, good. When the movie has to explain stuff to us with a book opening, yeah. I don't want to have to read. Anyway, so then where do we? That's go? That's why I go to the movies. I don't like to read. Um, we we cut to. Uh, our our hero Larry Talbot being being driven into the village by a chauffeur 
And the chauffeur is like, hey, check it out, Talbot Castle. And Larry, because... And he's like, wow, <laughs> wow, that's great. Yeah. How wonderful that because is. He's, be, oh. Because he's too drunk at that point to remember a line. They just He doesn't have to say anything. I mean, he just taps you know, the chauffeur on the shoulder. Taps him on the shoulder and says, this is great. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Hooray, fracking. My, I'm playing Talbot. I, I'm the werewolf. I'm, anyway. My dad was Lon Chaney. They pull up to the, the house. Yep. He gets out, stumbles around the driveway for a little bit. Handler comes, grabs him, pushes him towards the door, and he starts pointing. Plants him on his mark. This one. I go to this dog. Okay, goody. I'm Talbot Poom. And he opens the door, and he's like, Daddy? Cla- Daddy. Claude Rains, his father. Who's a foot and a half shorter than him. Comes out to greet him. Um, and also, uh, Captain Montford is there, who is uh, Ralph Bellamy's character, who is like, he's like the... No accent. No, 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 no. Uh, Larry does not have an accent. Pretty much every other character has some kind of, like, British... Well, Larry doesn't have an accent because he was working. That's, he's been in America. That's true. That's true. He's been in. A, he's been away like, from I've, the estate for a long time. I've been uh, so far... Um, oh... You know, they don't say mixed tequila with beer, Daddy. I don't... Anyway, um, so my brother's dead? Uh, yes, Larry. Your brother was killed in a hunting accident. Oh, darn it. Yes, Darn, no. this is when I cry now. I'm no, really good at crying. No, you're, you're not going to cry yet. They, they pan up to a painting of Lon Chaney wearing different clothes. Yeah, and that's his bro. Apparently they were twins, I guess. They were twin brothers. I guess. And, and the, uh, his, so his brother, who was also named John, like his father, was apparently killed in a hunting accident. And that's why Larry has mm. come back. He's been away from the estate for all these years. And he's come back to sort of, you know, become the heir apparent now that his brother is dead. Hey, hey daddy, daddy. Hey, daddy. Yeah. daddy. Yes, yes, laddie. Yes, hey, yes. What you is know, it? You know what would be great? What? Is if... We stop that we're front, we're buddies, that we're good. Oh. We're, we're, we're close. Give me. Come I agree, Daddy. Yes. Come here. Give me, give, give me some, some yes, of that sugar give, you never gave me when I was a kid. And fold right. me in a mighty it bear goes. hug, my son. Come on, dick to dick. It, let's oh, do it. So that's not going to work. I'm quite a bit shorter than no, you. No, no, that's true. So need, need a, need a, but, need a dick. Very that's well. good. I, I think. Oh, Daddy, how are you so much shorter than me? I think you should go lay down, Daddy. The children in the village said that you fucked the giantess that lives outside of town. Is that true, Daddy? I had to leave because that's all they would say. Your mother was a lovely woman, Daddy. Well, she, I loved her very she much. She was big. She must have been so she big. She was humongous. No pictures of her, huh, Daddy? She was enormous. <laughs> what happened to her? We don't even. We're all ooh, boohoo, my brother. Where's my I mom? I used to climb her Where like a tree. Anyway, so they get, and then he's like, oh, I've got a, um, a brand, I've got a brand new telescope. Yes, yes, exactly. And I have an observatory, which is really just a greenhouse that I stuck my telescope sure. in. Sure. Would you like to see it? And you know what's cool? And he's like, Dad, I can fix it. it. What's cool about the telescope is it's a magic, it's what? a magic telescope. Oh, boy. Magic tetsis. <laughs> I fixed the telescope, Daddy. Yes, of course you did, Daddy. Oh, my, you've made it so um, that you can see perfect views of areas of the town that we couldn't possibly have a line of sight to. That's right. I can see the Burger Master Master Burger masturbating. Yeah. Try to say that times fast. I, Daddy, I, you can't. Burger Master Master Burger masturbating. I, I see no reason oh, to ever boy. say that, Daddy, but uh, thank you for... I said look at him. <laughs> oh, yes, I see. How oh, charming. That's right. 
I'm gonna get dirt on every. I'm gonna. I'll rule this town with this magic telescope. All right. Dad. Well, I'm. You'll see. I've got to go now, Larry. Oh. So you. No. Have, have, have fun playing with the telescope. Look at that! You can see the poop from that that horse falling right out on right, the ground. Look! I can't hear you, Larry. I'm, I'm leaving now. I'm going down the stairs. Here I go, looking. Oh, hey, there's a lady. Let's be a creep. <laughs> Are you sure you want to be a creep? I want. This is what I want. I want. Here we go with the zipper. She's not naked or nothing, but oh boy, she's got. She's putting on. Oh, earrings or something. I. She's cute. <laughs> Who am I looking at, Steve? Get, Who is it? Get used to Tell me. get used to Larry being a creep because it's all he does for the first act. Um, <laughs> That's right. He is looking at. It turns out later her name is Gwen, and she is uh, she's in uh, she I, she's in a room above an antique shop down in the village. That's right. And he's That's looking right. at her. She's like trying on earrings in front of her mirror in her bedroom, you know, by the window. And, and right. you know, uh, Larry the big galoot, the big goof. He sees her in the telescope, and for a moment he forgets that he's looking at her through a telescope telescope because he pulls away and raises his hand like he's gonna wave to her oh larry i waved everybody (laughs) hello mostly cops you drunken doofus mostly cops okay let's go get her and he goes to the shop yes he does yes he does and he goes into the shop and he goes into the door and she's there and she's like hello and he's like i've seen your tits (laughs) god you look even better up close I'm going to describe them now, and, and you're going to be surprised that I know what they look like. <laughs> Actually, I want a pair of earrings, because this is creepy. Yeah. I want a pair of earrings, and they're half moon shapes, and they're gold, and they got little spingle spangles. And what does she say? She says, you're, just stay there, I'm going to call the cops. No, no she, she doesn't. doesn't. No, because those, she's like, how could you know, like, I have a pair of earrings like that, but how could you possibly know? I'm psychic. Oh, okay. I know. I'm psychic. Okay, now I'm calling the cop. Just stay right there. Give me the earrings now. Oh, I, I don't need to buy them. Because she says, those are the ones that are up on my dresser. How do you know yeah. that? And he's like, I'm psychic. And then he says, okay, give me, give the drunk man a stick. I'll buy <laughs> a stick. Give me a big heavy stick. I want a stick that relates heavily to the plot of this movie. Oh, how about this werewolf stick? No, I kind of like the one where there's two people fucking as the handle. I think you... That's where I want the movie to go. I... Not the stupid wolf head. I think you Don't should take the werewolf one. No, how about the one with the guy leaning on the barrel and he's drunk and he's happy? No. Can we do that one? Please don't make me think I the think thing. you really want to take the werewolf one. Fine. Thank you. Do you at least like me? No. <laughs> Why don't you like me, please? You're a please. you're an overbearing creep. My last girlfriend took my money and she Okay, well then how are you going to pay for the werewolf game? <laughs> My daddy's rich or something. Oh, 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 you're that guy. Oh, thank you so much for coming into the right. show. Right. Now, now you like hey. me. Now, look wow, at me. look at you. You're You want to see you want to see me cry. I'm really good. You're at a it. big one, aren't you? Um so yeah, he he buys the werewolf <laughs> stick and she explains to him that it's a this werewolf gonna stick. It's going to be the longest Halloween review. <laughs> I have fallen in love with Drunk Lon Chaney. She explains to him that it's a werewolf stick because it's got a wolf's head and it's made out of silver uh-huh. and there's a pentagram right. on it and all that's important and she tells him about the werewolf legend and he's like, "Oh, hey, great. You want to go out on a date?" And she's like, "No." And he's like, "I'll yeah. pick you up at 8." And she's like, "No. Oh, go out with me. I'm going to be here at 8 o'clock. You better be out here. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. I'll kill your father. Because she has a dad. 
I'll just be there. And she's like, what? No. She says no the whole yeah. time. And this is this is the first scene where, where we hear the rhyme. Because when she's explaining the world, she's, she, she drops the, you know, even a man who is pure in heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf and the wolfbane blooms uh, and the autumn moon is bright. And he's like, yeah, that's great. I'll boy, probably forget all about that. You're spitting truth, yeah. sisters, because I say my prayers and then I go out and I say, Larry, I am not going to the pub tonight. But I do, and then and then I get bad. <laughs> I get so bad. I'm sorry, Evelyn. Okay, well here's the. That is your that's name, not, right? It's not my character name, but whatever. Ah, your name's Earring Lady. Uh, bye bye. I'll see you okay, at eight o'clock. Okay. Um. No. And then he just falls down in the street and falls asleep. <laughs> he gets up at eight o'clock, dusts himself off. I'm here for our date. <laughs> Something happens yeah, before she No, he, go, he goes back home, and his dad says the rhyme. So that's two scenes in a row where somebody says the rhyme. And he also says, you know, Larry, um, it's nice that, you're, that you met Gwen, but I want you to get to know uh, other people in the town besides the pretty girls, you I fucking don't want, perv. I don't know. Whatever. How did you know that rhyme? Are you spying yeah, on me? Never, it's, I told you I stopped doing that. It's a very, common local, it's a very common local legend, Larry. <laughs> Everybody knows the rhyme. I thought we earned trust when we touched my, earned my knee to your penis. Why? Oh, Daddy. All right, I've got to go again, Larry. Goodbye. Where, where did Daddy go? <laughs> oh, well, what's that rhyme again? Hickory dickory dock. It's, it's drink o'clock. <laughs> That's the rhyme. Hooray! I did Hooray! It. So now Scott he goes. Now here. he goes back into. <laughs> now he goes back into the village to pick up Gwen. And he's like, "Boogity boogity! It's eight o'clock. Let's yeah. go. Oh, Where do we go?" But Gwen is smart because she has brought a friend with her. Hey, great, twosome, awesome. This is great. If you don't look at my face, I fuck good. <laughs> The secret is forgetting who you're in bed with. Once you get past that, it's amazing. <laughs> That's right. A lot of liquor helps. Let's go. <laughs> they want to do what? They, well, what they, oh, because earlier they saw the the, the, the Romani, Romani people arrive. came into town. So now they've set up camp outside. In the, a little parade. Yeah, they've, they've set up like their, their camp out, outside the town. And they, Jenny wants to go to have her palm red. Right. I can make it palm red, Jen. You don't have to go see a guy. I can make it red. Guess how? Shut up, Evelyn. Guess how I can make a palm red? <laughs> it's funny. How, God how, damn it. How can you make my palm red, Larry? By you giving me a handjob. Oh, okay. It's a joke. It's a joke. Don't get your nose bent out of shape. It's a joke. Oh, do I have to leave Sedekin? I'm sorry. I shouldn't be making up my own dialogue. I'm just going to smash stuff. I'm going to smash some stuff, okay? I'll be fine. <laughs> Don't you take my dressing room. <laughs> so they go out and it's dark yeah. and it's spooky in the woods and uh, they get to the gypsy camp and they meet Bella Lugosi yes. and to, despite the fact that he's got this tiny role is acting his ass absolutely off. and, and uh, Jenny wants to go first so he, she goes into his tent or whatever and, and he's reading her fortune and what does he well, see? What does well, he first, see? They, 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 they picked some wolfbane on the way in, and Jenny says the rhyme. So that's three scenes in a row uh, where somebody says the rhyme. And then she takes the wolfbane right. into to Bella's tent with her, and Bella looks in her hand. Or no, he sees something in the crystal ball or something. Well, or in, first, he starts doing... There's no, no crystal the cards. ball. He's, he, he's doing, he's doing tarot cards. Card. He sees something he's that, like, that, that oh, upsets him, and he takes the wolfbane and like throws it let away. Let me see your hands. Yeah. And she, she gives him your hands, and he says, you know, I'm hurting pretty bad. <laughs> 
I don't know if I'm going to finish this scene. Just look at her hand, Bella. Don't you tell me what to do, motherfucker! You're not even the director! <laughs> I don't get directions from an AD. <laughs> I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to look at her hand and freak out, right? Okay, everybody watch this shit. I hope Blonde's paying it. Oh no, he's throwing up. Anyway, so here we go. Holy shit, lady. You've got the pentagram. He doesn't say this out loud. No, it's all internal. It's all internal. And he's really upset by what he sees in her hands. And he stands up and walks away from her. And she's like, you know, what did you see? Did you see something bad? And he's like, he basically, he's like, no, just just leave. Like, get away from here as fast as you can. But she freaks yeah. out because of what he's Because he's obviously really upset by whatever it is. And she's like, you know, yes, I'll leave. Yes, I'll exactly. go. And she like runs away. Mm-hmm. And then um, Vaughn, after he's done heaving... <laughs> I guess they, he and Evelyn decided to go back, right. right? They're just like, they didn't do anything. They just escorted this woman out to have be terrified. Exactly. And uh, yeah, Jenny's running away through the woods. And then Larry and Gwen hear a wolf howling and Jenny's screaming. Mm, that's scary. Oh, no, that's and, bad. Uh, so, so, so Larry runs toward the sound and he finds Jenny that's being right. attacked by a wolf. This is right, by Lon Chaney's German Shepherd. <laughs> a wolf. There's some trivia, and he, trivia, and he's like, George, you know, you're overacting, stop it, get off, and then while trying to get the dog off of her, he hits the dog to death with the cane. Yes, with his silver cane. And he's like, bad dog, bad dog, I got you this part, and you're ruining it. <laughs> Upstage me, will ya? <laughs> <laughs> this is right, hey, I have a question. Should I be using this cane as a walking stick, or should I just keep it tucked in the crook of my arm the entire time I'm... I don't know how to use a walking stick and make it look natural. Here, watch this. I look like the crooked man. I'm too tall for a cane. We're in the scene where you realize that the wolf is turning back into a human being. What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) What is this movie about, anyway? Just, you've been bit... He's turning back into a person. And he does. He turns back into yeah. a person. Supposedly, Bella. Bella. But they weren't going to pay him to lay there. So we just see some feet. Right. And then all the people come running. Right? Yeah. They got to investigate this murder. And this is like, well, it looks like he got beaten to death. And I think it was Larry that did it. Right. Because <laughs> he said, he said that there was a dog, a wolf attacking. Uh, oh, by the way, bye-bye. Bye-bye, Jenny. Oh, yeah. Jenny. <laughs> yes. Jenny is no longer with us, I'm afraid. Bye, Jenny. You're dead now. Your throat's been ripped yep. out. And so he's trying to tell everybody, no, because he, he stumbles home. Yeah. Because he's been bit. Yeah. And it's like, Daddy, Daddy, it's happened again, except it's not a horse this time. And <laughs> and his father escorts him to a bedroom. No one seeks medical attention. Thankfully, Ralph Bellamy's there. Yeah. Just because they're, have, they're having an affair. Okay? Yeah, yeah sure. They, right. they, they finally That's give it into their feelings for each other. Exactly. And he's like, what? Someone's been killed? And he rushes out. And he's telling everybody, no, it was a wolf. And then and then it was a guy. And then I beat him to death with this cane. And you said if I answer questions, I, I can get a Bloody Mary. <laughs> it was, can I get a Bloody Mary, please? I'll be a better actor. I mean, Larry Talbot. I'm Larry Talbot. <laughs> See, I'm a better actor already. But the cops go and they investigate. And they're like, oh, well, it, it's... He said that he was attacked by a wolf and he was bitten. And then he beat the wolf to death. But there's only a guy here that's beaten to death. So uh, he probably beat a guy to yeah. death. <laughs> sure looks that way to me. Fortunately, he's rich, so the law can't touch him. That's right. In this country where there are no laws and no ethnicity. Where are we? What? What? Where are we? You know, actually, <laughs> there is an answer to that, but it isn't established until the next movie. 
in in, in Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, it is established that this takes place in Lanwelly Village in Wales. But that is mentioned sure no that is mentioned nowhere in this movie. How does Frankenstein get there? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, swimming for so long. <laughs> Guess my movie took place in Wales too. Fuck it. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, that's also when um, uh, Evelyn's got a little, little secret. Oh yeah, turns out she's she's engaged. She's engaged to a boring guy. Yeah, to the to the gamekeeper at actually at Talbot Castle. That's right. And um, you know, Larry finds out about it, but it doesn't seem to stop him. Nope. Does it? He's like, oh, I didn't hear a word. He's like, I could what? take him. Oh, you said something, something, that guy's your brother. Yeah, whatever. He seems like a nice guy. Is he going to be here the whole time? Is he going to be here the whole time? Mm -hmm. But then they all decide to go to the gypsy thing again. Well, because, well, no, no, we, um, Larry goes and and sees Bella's coffin first, right? Oh, that's right. So he sneaks in and he wants to look in the coffin and he's about to open it up and he's got his crying face Mm -hmm. on. But then he hides because he hears voices. And it's the priest and that old mm-hmm. lady. Yeah, Bella's mother, Maleva. Yeah, Bella's mother. She was yes, six years exactly. old. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Bella that's goes. yeah. There's some more trivia um, for you. But she says, "Look, creepy shit." <laughs> <laughs> what is her argument? She wants his head cut off or something. I don't know. What is? I can't remember. I can't. I, the the priest just says something. Well, no, I, actually, what reminded me because the priest is worried about the fact that the the Romani celebrate people's deaths by having by, by, oh, by having right. a carnival which is where they go in the next scene and the priest right, is right. like oh that's not right you're not supposed to do that and she, you're supposed to be sad because yeah. he went to go see God yeah wait a minute what why are we supposed to be sad if they get to be with God jeez <laughs> lady thanks yeah. now I've got this to think about for the rest of my life I think life. I just lost my faith <laughs> damn it does make sense you know, it really does make sense to be happy because if you believe in the afterlife and heaven and God, then that's that's where they've gone, and we should be celebrating it. Wow! Shit. And I guess the fastest way to get there is suicide. Thanks, lady. <laughs> I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> Breathing in some of that fog out in the woods. You know, fuck a girl and then get absolution and then bango <laughs> straight to God's arms. Fast lane to heaven. <laughs> But he overhears this conversation. Right. And then she looks in on the body, and she says some shit. She, yeah, another rhyme that is repeated three times. That's right. Um, with, yeah, the way you walked was thorny through no fault of your own, but as the rain enters the soil, the river enters the sea, so tears run to a predestined end. Your suffering is over, my son. Now you, you like, will find peace. You like that? You like? Do you like what I did? That's uh, I. I wrote that for the creative writing class that I'm taking over at the, at the learning annex. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I think they'll like it. I. I don't know why I'm talking to a corpse anymore, but okay. <laughs> And then they decide to go to the carnival. Yeah, I didn't yes, miss anything exactly. else, did I? <laughs> no. Then they go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gwen and Frank and and Larry go to the carnival. They don't go together. Oh no, that's right. They yeah, they go separately. And Larry is uh, being a drunk and all by himself. Is there? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And they go to the shooting gallery. Yeah, because he's like, hey, let's be friends. Let's shoot at stuff. And and he, Larry's like, okay, give the drunk guy a gun. Give it a gun. That's great. And they shoot at targets. And Larry's really good. Uh huh. Until <gasps> until one of the targets that pops up is a wolf. Oh no! He don't want to shoot that wolf. No, you don't. And he gets all yeah. freaked out. And he, and he says, "Look, I'm. 
Uh, bye bye, and he leaves, and he runs into the gypsy woman, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, and, and she's, she's like, like, "We gotta have a talk." <laughs> listen, you got you're going to turn here. Wear this. You're not going to listen to me, but it doesn't matter. Wear this pendant; it will keep you safe. Because you're a werewolf, man, and you're going to kill people. And he freaks out and looks like he's going to cry again. Yes, he does. And he runs out of the he runs out of the gypsy woman's tent and runs smack dab into Evelyn. Yep. And he's like, Liz, Liz, I'm going to lean in really uncomfortably close. First, wear this. It's great. I don't want it, even though it, I don't. Anyway, wear this, and I'm going to kiss you on the face, okay? <laughs> Just let me do it. <laughs> and he does so it. He pretty. kisses her on the kisses yeah. her, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I want prima nocta. I don't care if you get married to that guy. I'm like king here, right? I'm- <laughs> <laughs> I can do whatever I want. But then he freaks out. Yeah. Well, and what happens is the, the gypsies heard that there's a werewolf in the camp, so they all <laughs> get the fuck like, out of there. Fuck this shit. Yeah. They're all and, leaving. Yeah, they all they're all getting out of there and, and Gwen is like, Well, I'm getting out of here too and she runs away, so Larry's all by himself and he has a little bit of a freak out leaning on a tree. What kind of freak out is he? Well, it's like it's like a it's like a freaky montage where he he remembers like you know fighting with the wolf and he remembers Bella. Things he, from ten minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, things from ten minutes ago. Um, a promotional <laughs> a promotional shot of Evelyn. Yeah, a promotional <laughs> shot of him leaning up against a tree. A promo- yeah, that's right. Because we yeah for some reason they they cut to a still of him instead of the film. Um, but yeah, and then that's over, and then we cut to and him he's back. Like, oh, bathtub gin. What are you? What have you <laughs> yeah. done to my brain? <laughs> so he goes back home and he's in his room and he's like looking himself over because now he's all paranoid that he's going to become yeah, a werewolf. Oh no, I got the DTs for sure. <laughs> I and now I'm getting all itchy. I better take my shirt off. Of, take that off. If I start seeing bats and spiders in the corners, this may as well just be Lost Weekend because Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> And then he sits down. Yep. And takes his shoes off and his socks. Mm-hmm. Yes. And his leg looks kind of hairy. I don't know. I learned from a guy on an airplane that if I make fists with my toes, I'll calm down. So fists <laughs> with my toes, fists with my toes. Doesn't work, does it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. His, his feet get all weird. That's yep. all we see is his feet get right. all weird. And then all of a sudden he's out in the moors and bam, it's the werewolfman. Yep. And he's put yep. a shirt on. So the he only did. thing that I could see is after becoming the, the wolfman, he's like, I can't go out in this. <laughs> I'm and like, yeah. Put, I'll put on a shirt and tuck it. <laughs> and button it all the way up to the neck, all the top button. There we go. Whoop-de-doo. Button the cuffs. Yeah. And that's when we actually see the wolfman in full thing, and he's walking on his tippy toes, and and uh, he comes, he runs afoul of a of a grave digger. A grave digger who is who I believe is burying Jenny supposedly. Yeah, um, supposedly. And uh, he attacks the grave digger, and he you know he wolfman's the grave digger. And That's now right. we got, and now now that we got ourselves not the wrestling a, grave digger because that would have been a longer fight. <laughs> now, and now we got ourselves a dead grave digger. Oh, I'm thinking of the Undertaker. The Undertaker. Whatever. Yeah, well, he would have just sat back up after the Wolfman bit him, you know. <laughs> anyway, so he gives him a hickey, and the guy falls down, and <laughs> and when we cut to the next day, and he's in his room. Yep, and there's muddy uh, footprints in That's the room. Right. Oh no! But before that, um, there's everyone hears the howling, and yeah. uh, one of the t- uh, Tiddlywinks, whatever his name is, Twiddle, Twiddle goes out there and he finds the body and he poos and pees himself, and then he gets <laughs> the rest of the guys out there and they're like, ah, oh, his neck's been torn out. That's weird, just like Jenny. Oh look, wolf tracks. Oh well, look, they lead directly to Talbot Castle. <laughs> 
Case closed. That's weird. Then we cut to his room, yeah. and he wakes up, and he sees that there are footprints coming into his room where he is, and he tries wiping down all the footprints and on the windowsill and all this other crap, right? Because he's afraid yeah. he's a wolfman now. Yeah, he's, he's like, uh-oh, I know what this is. That's right. It's homicidal delirium from lack uh, of booze. Boy, I'm in trouble. Oh, I'm in so much trouble. Who didn't clean this set? I'm cleaning it. <laughs> And then the <laughs> he, I think that he uh, he talks to his uh, he talks to his dad, and his dad right. tells him the grave digger was killed. And then the dad's like, and then they they have their talk about werewolves and uh, the difference between good and please, evil, and how some please, some daddy, people see don't, the don't do the poem again, please, please, daddy. <laughs> You'll see it, daddy. Some people see the world in stark black and white. I yeah, bl- colorblind people. No, Larry, I'm speaking in philosophical terms. Oh, not that. I'm and not crazy. Some people see the world in shades of gray. Oh, like dogs? If you like. Funny mention. <laughs> well, tell me later, Larry. It's time to go to church. Oh, no. Please, not that. <laughs> oh, yes. But he goes to church, and everyone gives him the stink eye. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't even believe in God. And he turns around and leaves. Yeah, and there are ladies there, and they're all like, you know what I think? No one was killed before before Larry Talbot got here. Yeah. And she's like, what are you insinuating? It's like, that Larry Talbot killed him? That's what I'm saying. That's slander. Who, what? I'm just talking out loud in front of the church. Where are we? In Nazi Germany? I can say whatever I want. Larry Talbot killed those people. <laughs> This country, whatever country it is, is a free country. That's right. They wrote it. I'm sure there's laws somewhere that we can look at. <laughs> Probably scratched into parchment with a quill. <laughs> but now now Larry's freaking out all over the place. Oh, yeah. Doesn't he go up to Evelyn and he says, I've got to leave. Now yeah. he's well, leave. I don't think not yet, but he goes, He but he does go to see her. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then he comes home and uh, he, he, he well he, he walks in on cops? no he doesn't he he walks he comes home and 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 uh, Montford and the doctor are there talking uh-huh. to talking to his son mm-hmm. and the doctor is like your son's kind of fucked up Sir John like, yeah I am know, not he, either you want to see fucked up hand me that bottle of vodka I'll show you fucked up <laughs> but the doctor thinks the doctor thinks that Larry is, is you know he doesn't necessarily suspect Larry of, of the murder but he th- expect, suspects that Larry is like psychologically disturbed because he Larry's obviously upset right, right. yeah exactly yeah Larry's obviously messed up um, and John's like get out you witch doctor that's right and then then he goes sees Evelyn yeah and she's um, like Evelyn Listen, I really wanted to do you, but I'm leaving because I'm a monster man. And yeah, I get to make my crying face again, which I'm really good at. And so um, I'm going to leave. And he's holding her hands. And what does he see in her hands? Uh-oh. He sees the pentagram, which is the sign of the werewolf's next victim. Oh, no. Not good. <laughs> oh, it's not good. And he's leaving, and she wants to rush after him, but the dad holds him back. But he's he's leave, he leaves, right? Yes. And where does he go? Um, I think we missed it. We missed a scene because before this is when he gets caught in the trap. No, it's not. It's after. Is it? Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. So he turns into the wolf. Wait, wait. Man he gets again. caught in the trap. Yeah. He turns into the wolf man again, and he's just happily, you know, skipping around the woods, just wolfing around. Sudden, yeah. He gets caught in a trap that makes the werewolf faint. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. It hurts. Real wolves who caught in a trap will bite their own leg off to get out of it. But the werewolf, the man, the wolf man, faints. 
<sighs> and the old lady finds him, and she says the magic words, which are the thing that she said before. The thing she said before, yeah. And it makes him turn back into a person. Yes, it does. And then Isn't he gets the he gets the trap off, and he's he's walking through the woods, and he runs into uh, two of the guys that are that are hunting for the werewolf. That's right. Or the wolf. They don't think it's a werewolf, but the wolf no. that they think is killing people. And they're, and they're like, like, "Hey, hey Larry, <laughs> what are you doing?" What I'm just doing taking in the, a walk in the in the woods. This is great. I like. You're just. I'm not killing people or turning into a wolf. I'm just. You're you're just taking a walk in the woods with not. You're you're just taking a walk in the woods without a jacket or a hat or shoes. That's the better to. I'm. Go away. <laughs> I'm Larry Talbot. God damn it! I'm Lion Cheney Jr. You don't I, talk to me, motherfucker. <laughs> You're not even credited, credited in this fucking thing. Sorry, do you even have speaking lines and you don't? Because yep. you don't matter, that's why. You're you know who else it doesn't matter? Me, because they took away my dressing room. I have to dress in between the buildings and the back lot. Everyone's seen my dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. True story. <laughs> um. Anyway, so he told his dad to keep the cane. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, because John is is Sir John is kind of sick of hearing about all this werewolf stuff. Yes, yeah, he's, he's like, oh, dear, shut up about this. He's like, like Larry, you're not a werewolf, okay, dude? I just, just want come you here. to marry someone and have a baby. Yeah. So that the line doesn't end with me. <laughs> <laughs> but he says, "Take my stick, Daddy. Take it." Yeah, and uh, and he this and he he ties him to a chair. That's right. He ties him to a chair, and he's like, "Look, here's the deal, okay." Everybody's outside hunting for the wolf. I'm going right. to tie you to this chair and put okay. you in front of the window. Right. So you're going to be here the whole time. We're going to go uh-huh. out and catch the wolf. And then you'll see that it can't be you. It's the it's the wolf outside. I need my drinking arm free, Daddy. I'll give you a straw. It better be a long straw. Yeah, it's a quite, a, quite a long straw, Daddy. I'm feeling like drinking a brown liqueur tonight, Daddy. Very well. Excellent, thank you. Oh, I like being tied up. It's good. I'm leaving. I'm leaving again, Laddie. Dad, can you open the National Geographic to page seventy-three, please? Oh, good and just Lord. leave. It's fine. It's oh, fine. good I'm Lord, Laddie. What? It's natural. <laughs> Human body is beautiful, Daddy. <laughs> this is not the intended purpose of these photographs, Laddie. Says you. You spank it to what you like, Purpose and I'll spank it to what I like, need, Dad. Daddy. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> anyway, but he gets out of that. He's out, he's, and then he gets caught in the trap. But Evelyn has chased him out into the woods, and he she runs into the, the, the lady. Yeah, the, the old lady. lady. And the old yeah. lady's like, get the fuck in this cart and let's leave. Get out. Because shit. <laughs> what are you and doing? They, they hear the gunshots again. Yes. And she's like, see, they're hunting him. They're hunting him, and so you stay here and she's like fuck you old lady and she runs away yeah and uh oh the minute she gets away from the old lady what happens oh there's wolfie and he's hungry oh boy and he's gonna kill evelyn yes he is but but what happened well who should come upon this grisly scene but sir john oh that's right because he chased after him because he saw his son was gone yeah carrying the cane and what does he do cane. with that cane? He beats the wolfman to death with it. That's right, because that's how you can kill the wolfman, is by having an old man beat you to death with a silver-topped cane. Yep. 
hey, 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 not just any old man, Claude Rains. That's right, and Claude Rains is like, I just fucking did that. I'm awesome. <laughs> wow. I'm so off. I'm going to find that giant lady and fuck her again. <laughs> I'm going to make some more babies. Evelyn is alive, right? Yes, And then she the survives. old lady comes up in her cart, and she says the magic words over dude's body. Yep. And he turns back into uh, into his son, and he's like, oh, yeah. dear, what have I done? Whoops. Childless at 60. <laughs> <laughs> well, Evelyn, there goes that family empire. Evelyn is unconscious, and there's <laughs> no one here by the old woman, and I can kill with a cane, it's been shown. <laughs> She'll break like a bundle of sticks. <laughs> oh my god. But then other people show up and he's like, oh, yeah. dash it all. And they run up and they Evelyn falls into what's his name's Richard's arms. Is that his name? Yeah. I don't care. Uh, uh, Frank. Frank. <clears throat> yeah. And Frank and Larry, what country is this? Anyway, uh, so. Wales. They say, oh, well, it's obvious that it's obvious that Larry saw her getting attacked and he died trying to protect her. Yeah. What about the wolf? What? What about the wolf? We're supposed to be hunting a wolf. A wolf? Uh What? What? Okay. Yeah, we'll get to that. All right. I'm sure we'll find him. And uh, Larry's dad doesn't say anything. No. He's all broke up inside. Yeah, he's all broke up inside. And then and then Evelyn says, oh, Larry. And the movie's over. (laughs) The end. No denouement again. No. What's going on? Are we supposed is the denouement some dick going? Yeah, well, obviously he died pre- protecting Evelyn, and and Evelyn going, oh Larry, and that's it. Yep. Hey, these they they these movies know when to get the fuck out. I guess so. The movie's over. So Steve. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this documentary about how not to behave on the movie set? <laughs> the wolf man oh master let me tell you um i as we as we said before we started recording uh this is one of my favorite movies and it is it's one of my favorite movies from one of my favorite series of movies i love the classic universal horror movies um and i think the wolf man is one of the best of those i would place it behind only bride of frankenstein and the invisible man personally um, it's not all that scary to us when we watch it today. It has some cheesy moments. It has some continuity errors, like the Wolfman changing shirts after he transforms for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, we made fun of it, but like Larry's very aggressive, don't take no for an answer courting of Gwen is uncomfortable to watch. Very. Um, but uh, but taken as a whole, I think The Wolfman is a fine example of what makes those classic universal horror movies so good um, and so timeless. It, it has, and also there, but there are also some things about The Wolfman that set it apart a little bit from the other universal monster movies. Um, it, it ha- like Frankenstein, it has a sympathetic monster with an air of tragedy about him, but unlike Frankenstein, mm-hmm. and un- unlike most of the other universal horror movies, the monster is also the protagonist. Like, Larry is the wolfman, but he is also the hero of the story. Um, mm-hmm. He's not the guy who fights the monster or the guy who created the monster. He's the guy who becomes the monster. And we see the toll that it takes on him. We see the anguish it causes him to know that he transforms into this werewolf and kills people and that there's nothing he can do about it. Um, and because of that, there's a layer of emotional depth to this character that is lacking in a lot of the other universal horror movie protagonists. Um, it has a fantastic supporting cast of characters played by terrific actors. 
First and foremost is Claude Rains, who I absolutely adore in everything I've ever seen him in. Um, and he takes the character of Sir John, Larry's father, and he makes it into one of the best parts of the whole movie. The relationship between Larry and Sir John becomes the heart of the story. And again, in kind of a departure from other universal horror movies, Sir John isn't just a static supporting character who's there to deliver expository dialogue. He does that, but he also gets his own space to breathe in the story. And he even has a little tiny bit of a character arc because he, he spends most of the movie, you know, he, he seems like a, a relatively open-minded guy, but he rejects the idea of, of a werewolf as a literal thing. And he doesn't accept that truth. He doesn't accept the truth of what Larry is going through until the very end when he sees Larry laying there dead on the forest floor. And that's the cost of that acceptance. The cost of Sir John accepting the truth finally is the death of his son. Um, also deserving a mention as far as the cast goes is Maria Uspenskaya, who is absolutely fantastic. She gives my favorite performance in the film as Maleva. Um, she, and she's really important because she allows the movie's depiction of Romani people, which today we hopefully recognize as very problematic, um, to go down a little bit easier because she is always right. The screenplay makes her always right. Sir John scoffs at Larry for believing in Maleva's superstitions. He says, Larry, you're mm -hmm. a grown man. How could you believe that stuff? But guess she's what? She's manipulating you. Yeah. But guess what? She's right. She's always right. Um, and she does nothing in the movie but try to help these clueless doofuses. Mm -hmm. And they don't listen to her. And if they would listen to her, everything would have turned out a lot better. Um, she's the best. Her scene with Larry when he comes to see her after he's been bitten is my favorite scene in the film. I absolutely adore her in that scene. Um, she has some line readings in there that are just amazing. You know, like when she says, whoever is bitten by a werewolf becomes a werewolf himself. Like, I just love her reading of that line. Mm -hmm. The way she says, do you dare to show me the wound? I just love that. Um, so she's in the middle of this silly horror movie and she decides to just, she says, fuck it. I'll just put on an acting class. I don't care. Right. Because um, she was an acting instructor. She, she was actually an acting teacher. Yeah, exactly. Um, the direction by George Wagner is really nice. Uh, one of my favorite aspects of the universal horror aesthetic overall is that they, most of the films use these beautiful big cavernous sets and uh, Talbot Castle is one of those and uh, George Wagner includes some really nice swooping crane shots and some nice push-ins to enter scenes and take advantage of all the space they had to play with. I thought that was great. Well, the Moore um, set is the largest um, yeah. set that they had ever constructed for a film. And and it looks fantastic. It has it, It's really atmospheric. I mean, those scenes in the forest of the Wolfman on the Prowl are so spooky and atmospheric and really well done. Uh, the movie has a great musical score, which was composed by composers who were not actually credited on screen. But Wait, their names it wasn't are... Swan Lake again? It wasn't Swan Lake again. They wrote original music. Uh, Charles Previn, Hans Salter, and Frank Skinner are the composers of the score, and it's immediately recognizable. It's one of the most recognizable scores from the Universal Horrors. And actually, you might even catch a few familiar notes in there because there's one particular phrase that was picked up by Danny Elfman for his Batman score. Um, uh -huh. You, you hear it when Larry is outside Gwen's, Gwen's shop when he's trying to get her attention, and it's the da 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 da. Mm -hmm. um, Danny Elfman lifted that completely for his Batman score. Uh, uh, I know. Go back to Oingo <laughs> Boingo, Danny. Um, but the real MVP of the movie for me is Kurt Seeldmack and his script, because the script moves along so quickly, is so efficient, and yet finds time to give these characters some dimension and to make this a story that feels genuinely tragic, 
the death of Larry at the unknowing hands of his father carries real weight. The final shot of the film is of Gwen crying over the death of Larry. So we leave not on a moment of horror or a moment of triumph, but it's a moment a of loss. Abrupt. It's a little abrupt. She's but it's not a, really I, crying. She literally says, oh, Larry, Larry. Out, movie over. <laughs> but it's a moment. But I love that it ends on a moment of loss. You know, it right. ends on a moment of sadness. Um, and it lands for me like it works. And, and it happens at the very end of the movie and a movie that is only an hour and 10 minutes long. Uh-huh. The, 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 the movie accomplishes so much in such a limited running time. It's a really impressive accomplishment. And I think this is a really, really impressive movie. So uh, highly recommended for me, if you couldn't tell. All right. Now it's my turn. Please tell us what you think, Master. Steve is so scared because he thinks I'm going to hate it. I'm just doing it for making with the spooky because it's Halloween. (laughs) Wow. Ten years makes a huge difference, doesn't it, Steve? (laughs) The last home, the monster movies that we've reviewed for the old-timey monster movies all were made in 1931, 1932. Right. They were Dracula, Frankenstein, The Mummy. Now it's 1941. Ten years have passed. And this movie is gorgeous. Yes. Literally gorgeous. They have, the movies have a sense of scope and uh, a sense of um, cinematography about them that the previous ones didn't have. I'm including Frankenstein in that. While Frankenstein did have some great shots, it wasn't consistent. Mm -hmm. In this case, they present you with this town. I don't know what the name of the town is. I don't care where the country that they're in is. is, But it gives you an idea of location. This is the this is the mansion or the manor or the castle or whatever you want to call it. This is downtown, you know, the the city. Here's a here's a church, here's a graveyard and here are the moors. Perfectly shot, perfectly yeah. lit. The moor scenes are so great because it's just a suggestion of of a forest with so much fog and smoke. I don't care if they were breathing acetone. So much fog and smoke. <laughs> it looked fantastic every shot that they had. Um, really, really uh, added to the storytelling. The gypsy, so I said it again, the Romani camp, mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Attention, I mean, they're not, I mean, okay, so the mansion ain't that great. I mean, it looks pretty routine as far as the, as far as set design goes. But everything else was great. The antique shop was great. Her little room was great. Everything was beautiful. And I hadn't remembered that from the original, from the, the, the first time I had ri- originally seen seen it Mm -hmm. but comparing this to dracula which seemed to take place in a single closet or frankenstein (laughs) which was usually shot pretty pretty far away the way they use cinematography in this movie made things a little bit more intimate so that we could feel what these people are going there were extreme close-ups in this of lon cheney's face which is pretty spooky but at least he was (laughs) feeling something yeah right we really get a sense of anguish from him in regards to actually being a good person who is now afraid that he kills people and there is nothing he can do for it one of the big problems with werewolf movies is that ultimately they're tragedies because they have to be yeah because you want to have a main character who you feel good anything else would feel like a cheat right oh no wait i forgot i have a special wolf's bane soup that you can eat that will make you back into a person happy ending go fuck evelyn and everything's great (laughs) 
Nope, they killed him. They killed him. They had his father beat him to death. That's yeah. the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie. His father beats his own son to death. Afterwards, no wonder there's no denouement. Why? So that we can watch him. So we can watch Claude Rains slowly go insane and burn the mansion down. <laughs> Both of his sons are dead now. He's like, oh yeah, I suppose I should go crazy now. At least they didn't do, you know, he got bit. And well, that would have been cool if Claude Rains had gotten bit by his son, and now he's he's aware. Werewolf, and they end on that like the cycle never ends or anything. Yeah, this movie isn't trying to make commentary about anything. It really isn't. The way they portray the Romani is great. They they're a group of people who have secret knowledge that they believe in because it's fucking true. As soon as word goes out that there's a werewolf, they all beat cheeks. They're like goodbye. We are out of here. <laughs> except for the one hero in the movie, and that is the old woman. Mm-hmm. Except oh, yeah. for Maleva. And not only is she always right, she's the most compassionate person in the film. She visits her son's her son's casket and says that thing over his body. He turns Lon Chaney back into a man so he can get out of the wolf trap. He's always trying to assist him. He could be a son of a bitch as far as she knows. She's just assuming he's a good man. But he could be anybody, but her primary concern is to help him. Mm-hmm. And she tries several times. He's just too dumb to take it because he's <laughs> fighting with this idea that he could possibly be a werewolf. So when I compare these, that when I compare The Wolfman to the other classic films... It really is up there. It's really up there. Is it scary? No, it's not scary. But it's still involving. And also, when it's done, you don't feel like you've you've invested a huge amount of time into it to have a, a really good story told to you, right? Not having the, the, the country named or the city main named makes it more like a legend or a mm-hmm. fable than anything else. Yes, there are cars. Yes, there are telephones. Yes, there are magic, magic telescopes that can see anything in town. <laughs> But it feels like this is a this is a story that the Romani tell themselves around a campfire, right? Yeah. I'll tell you about the man who was cursed and all that stuff. Um, the pentagram thing has kind of fallen out of fashion, but I still like it as a storytelling device for the for the Wolfman. This idea mm-hmm. that they can see who they're going to kill next to torment the main character. Yeah. In, Wolf, in Werewolf Lord, that has kind of gone away. That's not there. Um, but boy, it sets up so much for werewolves, doesn't it, Steve? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yes. Pretty much everything. They talk about silver, but there are no silver bullets. That comes later. Right. That comes later in the series. You know, they talk about uh, the full moon isn't really mentioned, and nor is it ever shown in the in the movie. That's that, that's that's really the only major werewolf trope that can't be traced to this movie because yeah, that's not in here at all. No, it says when the when the moon is bright. Yeah, and they do change that. While it is repeated, they change it to being the moon is bright, not the autumn moon. Right. I think they change it to the when the moon is full and bright. Full and bright. Yeah. Um. So overall, as much fun as I made fun of Lon Chaney, he's great. He's great in this movie. He really mm-hmm. is. And um, everyone is. I mean, fuck it. This movie has Claude Rains in it for God's sake. When did he decide? Oh yes, yeah, so we'll make this movie about uh, a guy who turns into a wolf and kills people. That sounds fun. And I just finished Casablanca, so I have time on my hands. <laughs> I like to work. <laughs> um, yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful black and white movie. And I can honestly say that, it, as far as I am concerned, it is just after... Because Frankenstein still has more of an impact to me than mm. the werewolf does. So it's just after Frankenstein for me. Mm. Um, because after this movie, guys, quality takes a little dip. <laughs> Takes well, yeah. a little bit of a dip. 
they they it, they they focus after this. They focus pretty much exclusively on the team up movies. And the first one of those, actually, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, is still pretty good. But after yeah, that, it, it really yeah. After that, it really declines pretty precipitously. Mm-hmm. And then the only notable ones after that are the Abbott and Costello meets. Yeah, yeah. And they, even then, they're not spending that much money. <laughs> and this movie didn't spend that much money. They used available sets. They used what was there. The biggest set, like I said, the biggest set they built was was the Moore set. Mm-hmm. But everything else was just right right out of the back lot. We said, we need this, we need this. The village yep. scene came from Frankenstein. Yeah. That was still existing somewhere in a back lot in storage. And they said, whip it out, we're going to do it. So... Um, yeah, it's great. It's a great movie. And maybe you'll get bored or whatever, but it's only 70 minutes long. You may as well watch it because yeah. it'll inform every single werewolf movie that we've seen since. And that changed the lore altogether. So if you're a big fan of all them werewolf stuffs to come out since then, you have to you have to thank this movie for it. So yeah, recommend. Steve, recommend? Uh, yeah, highly recommend. Yes, absolutely. That's right. It's a classic. And now it's time for us to not recommend anything. And I'm going to do mine first because it's a repeat. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde came out this year with Spencer Tracy. It's a bucket of shit and I hate it. I've said it before and I'm saying it again. Do not watch this goddamn movie. No. That's it. I'm done. Watch watch the Frederick March version. (laughs) Watch the Frederick March version. It's the only one worth seeing. It's, It's a masterpiece. The Spencer Tracy version, not so much. To this day, it's the only one worth seeing. I agree. I agree. I agree completely. Okay, um, your turn. Okay, so uh, like we said, lots of werewolf movies came after this, and this movie was the inspiration for pretty much all of them, and some of them have been very good. Uh, I, I still have a soft spot for Hammer Films' first werewolf movie, which was called The Curse of the Werewolf, starring mm. a young Oliver Reed. Um, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't quite put it as high as this, but it's still no. really good, and it's very different. It's not like just a remake of this movie. It's, it's really it's good. blood in it. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. There's blood in it, all right. It was Hammer in the 50s. Of course there was blood uh, in of it. Of course there was blood um, in it. But not all of them have been so good. And and the movie I'm going to not recommend is actually another movie called The Wolfman. In fact, it is a remake of the movie we just reviewed. I just watched that, too. You did? Rewatched Aww. it, yeah. And it's, it's, it's The Wolfman from 2010. Uh, starring uh, Benicio del Toro as the lead character, and and also uh, Anthony Hopkins as his father. And actually, I mean, on paper, it looks great. The cast is fantastic. It doesn't just—I mm-hmm. mean, I, I like Benicio del Toro as the Wolfman. It's like obviously that that must he be fantastic. He looks so much like Lon Chaney. <laughs> they could be brothers. Um, and Anthony Hopkins, Emily Blunt is in it. Uh, Hugo Weaving is in it. It's just—it's a really, really, really good cast. Unfortunately, it's not a good movie. Nope. Uh, it it takes a lot of the it what it likes to what it does is it takes a lot of the things that were very simple about the original and it makes them more complex than they need to be. Um, you know the original. It's gloomy. It's gloomy. It, yeah, it's not nearly as much fun. It's not nearly as 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 quick and fast paced. It adds like character complications that don't really help anything. Too many of them. Yeah, yeah, and it's just. You know, it's just not good. It's just not good. And it was, it didn't do well at the box office. It was part of the first attempt by Universal to sort of reboot its monster franchise. Didn't work out. Um, they have, they have tried to do it again since then, and that didn't work out either. I don't know how they completely forgot how to make good monster movies, but apparently they have. Um, but yeah, so. Um, Who directed it? Is, it? Uh, it was, that's another thing. It, it sounds so good on paper. It was directed by Joe Johnston. 
mm-hmm. who is a solid director. I mean, he's a terrific director. And uh, and the and uh, the score was written by Danny Elfman, who I mentioned earlier, ripped off uh, part of the score of the original Wolfman for his Batman mm-hmm. theme. And he's uh, like, shit, what am I going to use for this? Yeah, he's like, oh, fuck, why didn't I, why did I give that to Batman? I didn't know I was doing the Wolfman. <laughs> it's been... It's been 20 years. Give me a break. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's not a good movie. If you want to see... So so if if you want to see The Wolfman, make sure you're watching the 1941 version, not the 2010 mm-hmm. version. No the, reason... Del Toro was miscast. Yeah, he wasn't... He didn't do as good as, as you might think. I mean, because when, when I first... When this movie was first announced, before I saw it, and I, I heard, oh, Benicio Del Toro as The Wolfman, I thought, oh, shit, that sounds great. But watching the movie, yeah, it's not... No, it it's doesn't not. play to his. It doesn't play to his strengths as an actor. Um, Although I, I will admit that when he turns into a wolfman in the sanitarium, that's one of my favorite scenes. Oh yeah, and yeah, I mean, and I mean, technically, some of the special effects and some of the makeup is actually really good. Here's uh, something that'll hurt you. Oh boy, what? The original special effects were all in camera. They were old-fashioned special effects, and the the yeah, and he figured out a way to do all of those special effects in camera with physical um, with physical uh, puppets, and um, the 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 studio went, no, we want CGI, Ugh, that's just like they did with the thing we make or reboot or whatever the yeah. prequel or whatever you call it. So there you go. That's great. It basically took any energy out of the characters from the original Wolfman and drained them. Yeah, yeah. It is a slog. The first hour of that movie is a slog. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, one of the one of the one of the one of my favorite things about the original Wolfman is it's it's seventy minutes. It moves like crazy. It's just a really fast-paced, well-written, efficiently written movie, and this mm. is exactly the opposite. I mean, the movie, this movie isn't even all that long. It's not like a three-hour movie or anything, but yeah, it feels like it just takes forever to get where it's going. Um, it's like, and then they cut to hyper-violent scenes of the, of the Wolfman killing people. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, there's like plot twists that just make it less interesting instead of more interesting, and uh-huh. it's, yeah, it's just not. So that's my not recommendation. Do not bother if you haven't seen it yet. No reason to go run out and see the 2010 version of The Wolfman. Save your time. I concur, sir. Hey, Steve. Yes. There's a very special time during the show where you. Oh, yes. Must make a horrifying choice. Oh, I am ready, master. Now is the time where Steve will pick the next movie we're going to review. He does not know what that movie is, and he must choose blindly. So, something different. You only have two choices. Uh Uh-oh. Because I've decided that it's going to be people turning into animals. Horror movies month for our oh spooky movie. Except okay. these are two more modern, modern ones. Okay. And if you pick the wrong one, we are in big shit trouble. Do Uh-oh. you understand? Yes, but you know I don't know which is which. You can't blame me, master. I know. I can blame you for any. I oh. do. Okay. All right. So you okay. have to choose between A and B. Oh, Jesus Christ. You put the pressure on me now, master. That's what I do. I choose B. You son of a bitch, I'm, you. I'm so sorry, master. I, I have didn't to know. share this castle. Now I I'm going did. to be in a bad mood for the next two weeks. I didn't know. Had you chosen A, we would have reviewed what many consider one of the greatest werewolf movies ever made, An American Werewolf in London. Oh no, I am so sorry. But instead you chose B. 
Uh-oh. Which is not only a movie about animals turning into people, but is also considered one of the greatest fiascos to ever come out of Hollywood. Oh no. It's a little movie that stars Val Kilner, some British guy. That girl from uh, Return to Oz, grown up and she's supposed to be sexy. And Marlon Brando. Oh no, not that one. (laughs) The movie you have chosen. Oh God. Is the infamous horror movie based on the book by H.G. Wells, kind of. (laughs) The Island of Dr. Moreau. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know, Master. We are going, next show is just going to be us torturing ourselves. It's going to be great. You're going to have trivia that's going to last for an hour and 30 minutes. Let's let's just do the whole show for the trivia. (laughs) So, now if you want to get all the jokes or understand why I keep asking Steve to stake me, then you will watch The Island of Dr. Moreau. And that's it. You've reached the end of our first Spook festacular, you know. Happy Halloween! If no one's really having a Halloween anyway, the kids aren't going to be coming by with the trick or treating, which is fine by me. I just eat them. But uh, you know, I know Steve likes handing out the candy. Yes, and and I can't do it. Yes, it's great when a national holiday mocks our lifestyle, isn't it, Steve? I love it. It's very insensitive. Oh boy, you can't. uh, The joy on my face when I see some crappy kid in a discount. In a discount vampire costume and And plastic teeth in his mouth saying, I am a mockery of everything you are. The plastic teeth, they cannot even talk with the teeth and what is the point? No, I'm glad it muffles the screams. Anyway, you've reached the end. For late seating. This has been... Oh, we forgot our shtick. This has been Jason. Holy crap. I'm uh, being attacked by a werewolf. I hope I don't turn into one. I'm going to beat him to death with his stick harding. And this has and been... And see a movie this week. You stepped on oh, my I, line. Oh, please. I hate it. Now I'm I've sorry. got to do it again. Do it. Take another run at it. I can't do it. Settle down. This is Jason. I don't listen to Romani no matter how smart they're being harding. And see a movie this week. And this is Steve at my place. Every day is hump day. Shives. And remember... (laughs) And remember what I said at the end of the senior prom to my date. You wouldn't want to run away with a murderer, would ya? Oh, that's the only kind of woman I like. Oh, me too. That's why I asked her. And unfortunately, they don't really advertise it. You know, It's a crapshoot. That's right. It's a crapshoot. I'm always, unless it says murder in the profile, I'm always swiping, swiping, swiping. I always, yeah, I put that in the description so they see that first. Every once in a while, I'll date a manslaughterer, but it's not the same thing. No, it's you settle for the manslaughter. You have to hold out for the murderer. Premeditated. We go out, I say, hey, you know, maybe you want to go all the way. How about we go out and murder a guy? First date. Oh, you you found a keeper if you find someone who'll do that with you. Yeah, well, it hasn't worked out, and then I have to soak out their blood, and then, you know, back to swiping, swiping, swiping. Well, at you least you can... you're going to set me up with your sister, but you don't do it. Well, I don't want you to kill her. I'm not going to kill her. She's a murderer. And she's super cute. Okay, but you suck out too much blood, and then she's dead. I'm not going to eat her. I want to fuck her. Okay. Let me you... fuck your sister. You say that, but I don't know. 
I promise you, I have self-control. <laughs> okay, you promise I give you my sister's number, master. You promise you I just you want own... to go out on a date where she kills somebody and then I suck up the blood. And then we fuck on the okay, corpse. Okay, so you promise if Normal I give you... Normal monster things. You promise I give you my sister's number. You're not going to murder her. You're going to murder some other innocent person with her. The only thing I'm going to murder on your sister is her pussy. Okay, <laughs> if you will shake on that, we have a deal. Only okay, murdering other. <laughs> okay, I take back what I said before about how you can't put together a good gag. That was good. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. All right. Bye bye, everyone. Bye bye, everybody. If you want to tune back after what I just said. Bye, everybody. Happy Halloween, motherfuckers. Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Lemmy Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Listen. And thanks for listening.